Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show, covering the world of fitness, nutrition, and supplementation with world-class guests, the latest clinical research, and plenty of tips you can use right away to boost your health and wellness. Here's your host, Dave Sherwin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. This episode is going to be really interesting because we're doing a real case study with somebody who came to me a few months ago. I've known Dave Hall, our guest, for quite some time. We used to work together years ago. We've stayed in touch. He sometimes comes over. We play some golf. And recently, he reached out to me and said, Dave, I want to lose weight, and I don't want to mess around. I don't want to take a long time doing it. I want to get some of your pounds and inches drops and I want to lose weight quickly. I said, okay, come on over to the office and grab some. So he did. And I touched base with him a few weeks later and said, hey, Dave, how's it going? And he's kind of like, oh, you know, okay, I've lost 17 pounds in my first 21 days. And the way he said it was like almost like that was a disappointment. And I was like, Dave, do you know how many people in this country would love to lose 17 pounds in the next 21 days. Like, I don't know what your expectations were, but that's phenomenal. It takes some people a year. And we hear this story a lot. We've been in the rapid weight loss business for about eight years. And so I hear these stories all the time, but I thought, man, this would be a great story to share with others who are interested in the same thing. I invited Dave on the show. He was good enough to oblige. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, thank you very much, Mr. Sherwin. I always appreciate the invitation. Well, I, I'm glad you did because, like I said, this is something that a lot of people struggle with. We know that the battle of the bulge is real. It's not that easy for people who are dealing with it. Um, you know, they probably hate all their skinny friends who seem to just keep it off easily. Uh, but we we know from experience that it's just not that easy. And a lot of people have uh, tougher metabolisms than others. Some people seem to be just wired to, you know, that their health seems to come easily to us. But for the most part, for most people, at least in the United States, the battle of the bulge is real and it can be challenging. And yet you have, you've accomplished something that is really cool that a lot of people would like to do. And, and uh, before we dive into the story of just how you did that, Let's back up a little bit and talk about, you know, who you are. Give yourself a let, – let's hear a little a bio backstory on, on who you are and your experience. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm uh, 46 years old and uh, married. I have eight kids and uh, love doing fun things. I'm a huge college football fanatic. I love uh, four-wheeling, being in the outdoors camping, fishing. Uh, I consider myself to have a, a pretty active uh, lifestyle. Uh, I've been self-employed, so I, I work from home. I get to set my own schedule, and, you know, I, I got to admit, I'm, a, I'm pretty blessed. Well, that's awesome, and, and you are active and, and generally health-conscious from my experience uh, with you, and yet uh, you set out to lose some weight in a hurry, and uh, what, what uh, before you started, what was your end goal? How Did you have a, a number in your mind of how many pounds you wanted to drop total? Yeah, I, uh, the end goal is about 40 pounds. And um, I just, this summer I have some uh, trips that me and the family are going to go on and uh, some excursions that 
you know, I wanted to be able to, you know, look, for lack of a better term, make it to the top of the mountain. You know, last summer I took my daughter to Peru and we went and hiked Machu Picchu and Huayna Picchu. And, you know, I made it, but it kicked my butt. It really kicked my butt. And I thought, man, there was a time in my life where I could just scale right up this mountain. And, you know, this year I, wanna, I want things to be different. Awesome. So this is not about preparing your beach body. This is about functional fitness that you're trying to achieve. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the beach body days, I, I've given up on. I've given up those. Today, I just I don't want to take the, the extra set of tires to the beach. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So let's back up. You said you're, you're 46. So um, tell us a little bit about your, your health journey uh were you active as a as a child and a teen did you play any school sports tell us what things were like uh as a as a teen yeah i I would call myself fairly active i played high school sports um i've always been a very uh, avid outdoor person and um you know got married uh 24 years ago and literally within six months of getting married I had added 30 pounds and then just kind of maintained that for 24 years. And bless my wife, she's still stayed with me, <laughs> even though she will tell you she's only married to the first 160 pounds of me. But oh, <laughs> 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 so, so she kind of she's trying to keep you honest. I mean, that's funny, but at the same time, she's trying to put in a little bit of a jab there, like, hey, Dave. Uh, you know, 160. That's kind of how she sees yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. She'd, she'd, she'd be fine with 170. Um, again, because, you know, when you're in your early 20s and the prime of your life, it's, and you're just lean and mean. It, it, I might not be getting back to that point, but we want to get within a, a shooting distance of it, let's call it. Yeah, sounds great. And and again, not for it doesn't sound to me like this isn't about vanity. It's not about looking uh better so much, although that I'm sure will be a nice byproduct of of losing 40 pounds. But really it was a trip with your daughter that that kind of um kind of gave you that motivation to think, you know, next time I do something like this, I want to do it in better shape. And so this is very much a functional type of fitness that you're going for. Are you exercising as well as what you're doing to lose weight? You know, my exercise program is really, really mild while I'm on the, uh, HCG drops, pounds and inches. Um, just because I'm not taking in the same amount of proteins and, and, uh, you know, calories to, have an aggressive workout. I'm not a, I'm not a big go to the gym and crank for two hours type of person, but you know what? Putting my kids in the stroller and doing a walk around the neighborhood with my wife just to talk and, and, you know, connect is totally easy. And it's something that I can fit into my busy schedule. Okay. Excellent. So you're, you're generally quite active. We've already established that you go for, for walks during the rapid weight loss phase. You're doing what we advise people to do, which is to not do uh, heavy or strenuous exercise. So that's good. So let's back up. It was um, just a few weeks ago. I, I, it seems to me, what, maybe eight weeks ago that we started this discussion and that you, you uh, started the diet? Yeah, yeah, pretty close to that. Okay, outstanding. So you, you bought, uh, remind me, you bought two bottles of the drops, right? 
That's correct. Okay. And then, um, are you following the diet we have on our website or something else? What are you, what are you doing for, for diet? You know, it's uh, really close to the one that you have on the website. Um, but I'm, maybe this ain't the best place to say this uh, since we're recording this, but I don't follow it perfectly simply from the standpoint of the meats that I eat aren't as lean as it's recommended in there. Um, I might have a little more fat in the meat. Um, what I've done really good at is just eliminating the breads, the carbs, the sugars, uh, at least the white, the refined sugars. I might have um, a piece of fruit that uh, is not recommended on the list. Um, and uh, once in a while, you know, I'll put a little bit of honey in my oatmeal or on my total cereal just to give it a little bit of a, a sweeter flavor. And so, you know, is it a little bit of a hybrid program that I've kind of gone to? Yeah. As long as I know, I just knock out the white sugars, refined sugars, refined grains. Um, that kind of hybrid diet has worked pretty darn good for me. Well, I, I can tell you what, there's a bunch of people listening right now that are going, hallelujah, hallelujah, that we can adjust it a little bit in case they don't like things that are on the list. You know, the, the most important thing about it that I think is, is worth emphasizing to people today is it's not about really the, the types of foods, the calorie count. During rapid weight loss, the calorie count matters most. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that because no one wants to count calories. But again, this is just for a short period of time. We're not saying you got to do this for the rest of your life. But for a short period of time, you got to restrict your calories. And the whole point of that is that while you're doing a restricted calorie diet, the drops are designed to help you with blood sugar management, with the weight loss, of course. They also lower cholesterol. So they're, they're supporting the effort of the diet. It's not the other way around. You can't just take the drops... And not change your diet and expect much to happen. A little bit will happen because there are uh, clinical studies uh, done that show that they, they will help with weight management, blood sugar control, and uh, cholesterol. But they really are designed to support the rapid weight loss diet so that when you cut back on the calories, they kick in and help you to not feel as hungry and to do those other things I mentioned. So the calorie count is king. So those of you listening, I hope that what Dave said about adjusting the diet to his own taste and not being um, too, uh, not having a perfectionist mindset, that's actually important. And um, a lot of people cannot, no, no one eats perfectly. So Dave, I think what you're saying is really just a breath of fresh air to people. And cutting out the sugars, the white foods, etc. Now, one thing I know about you is you were in the past a huge was it Mountain Dew fan? Is that your was that your vice of choice? <laughs> for for about thirty years, I probably put down a half a twelve pack every day of Mountain Dew, three four cans a day was uh, very very normal. Uh, it was just my my vice, my one thing for energy. It was my coffee. It was my pick me up. It was my happy drink. So, yeah, 30 years of drinking that probably wasn't good on my body. And so is that is that one of the biggest changes you made when you started this is cutting out Mountain Dew? Yeah, yeah, that was a huge, a huge change. And it was a complete lifestyle change because I was just 
had a, a case of it cold in the fridge and uh if i'd go on business trips or something like that that was always my uh, just sip on this while i'm driving or or something it was more of a, a habit than anything else and did you go cold turkey on this or did you just kind of cut back what did you do no with mountain dew i had to go cold turkey um just with what that sucrose and just the corn syrups that they're just not good for you at all they spike your insulin and uh, just it makes it really tough to lose weight uh drinking any type of soda pop out there and and probably one of the things that really helped me in this journey of getting some of these things off i was listening to audiobooks on health and so uh, I would just have a, an account with Audible, and each day, instead of maybe listening to music or talk radio or politics or something like that, I turned on books on health. And the book that I was listening to scared the hell out of me when you started listening to what soda pop did to your body. And so it made it easier to stay away from it once I was every day having a, a mental fill up my tank of good philosophies. Excellent. What was the name of the book, by the way? The Obese Code. The Obese Code. Do you recommend it? Uh, it's a great book. It, it it will blow your mind on what the world tells you about health. And as kids growing up with the food pyramid, you need X amounts of fruits and grains and vegetables. And where that really came from, it wasn't from science. It was from lobbyists from the dairy farmers of America and every anyhow long story short our kids grew up in a system where we were taught something that actually just wasn't true and when you see the studies and the science behind health it, it makes it a lot more easy to change your health habits yeah so did you start by listening to the book or did you start the diet and then start listening to the to uh, um, health books? So I started the diet, but I was really struggling. Like mentally, I was like having the cravings and I was having the withdrawal and stuff like that. And I was talking to a, a friend on social media and she said, Dave, have you ever read this book? And I'm like, no, never even heard of it. And she goes, it's on Audible. Just download it. And I down, I had a trip to Denver. I had a long drive to drive to Denver, Colorado. And I put it in. And I'm telling you, by the time I got to Denver, Colorado, I had uh, gone through about 70% of the book. And I had no cravings. I was just like, you know what? I'm not taking that crap anymore. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And it just made it so much easier to back up what my plan was with actions when I knew the reasons behind the actions. You know, it's such a good story because as, as we both know, you know, changes in the body start with changes in the mind, right? Thoughts are things and what we're thinking, what our dominant thoughts are, are the things that are going to drive our behavior. And so I love the story and I love the fact that filling your mind with that good and positive information actually had uh, you know helped helped create that 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 change in lifestyle I think that's a a great takeaway for everyone listening right now and you know people listening right now Dave they're the types that 
they already agree with what you're saying because they wouldn't be listening to you and me on this podcast, which is a health podcast, if they didn't already think this way. And so uh, filling our head with positivity, uh, thoughts of success, um, information on health. Uh, We had Michelle Lockhart on an episode a few uh, weeks ago, and she said something that's really simple, but it has stuck with me. She said, we experience everything in our lives through our body. And of course, that's a very simple concept. We all know that. But something about the way she said that, and I realized, yeah, I mean, everything of importance in our life, um, whether mentally, spiritually, physically, you name it, any any realm, it's all experienced through our body. If our body's not there, we're not going to enjoy it. Like, like your story of Machu Picchu. Uh, you did it, but not near as well as you you wanted to. And, and so anyways, I, I just love that concept of you, you, when you change your mind, it was easy to change your habits, right? Yes, absolutely. I think I called it the obese code. Actually, it's the obesity, obesity code. And I believe it was um, Dr. Jason Fung that is the author of that book, just in case anybody was looking for it. And we will put a link in the show notes to that as as well. Okay, so you got started. You you had the motivation. You're preparing for a, a new you this summer who can do more things and hike farther and faster and better and feel better generally in, in your life. You start on the diet. You um, tell us about like the the first week. It sounds like you were having cravings and for some period of time. You didn't say exactly how long, but for some period of time, it was it was a struggle at first, right? Yeah, it, it absolutely was um, because your body is just addicted to sugar. At least mine was. Mine was addicted to sugar. That was my that was my kryptonite. And to all of a sudden just go without it, I would think about it all the time. And when when all of a sudden I get in that mid morning slump, it, my natural reaction was, "We'll just go grab a Mountain Dew." And and uh, you know when I'm out and about, just stop and grab a sandwich, hit the drive through, and I felt like I was consciously trying to auto-program around it. But after listening to that audio CDs, I found myself uh, preparing and planning for uh, more healthier meals, snacks, and uh, drinking water, which I I haven't done for, geez, 20-something years on a regular basis, became refreshing and uh, appealing to me again. Okay, and then not only... Did you probably have a sugar addiction? Chances are you had a caffeine addiction too. I mean, half a dozen Mountain Dews. Uh, I don't know exactly how much caffeine a Mountain Dew has. It's about 40 or 50 milligrams. Do you know? I have no clue. I, I, I would rather not look. Yeah. Well, Coke is 40. Let's let's just guess it's going to be close. So you're, you're getting a fair amount of caffeine too. Do you think you went through any kind of um, a caffeine withdrawal or did you replace it with some healthy energy drink with caffeine in it? Just talk for a minute about caffeine and how you think that might have played out. You know, and I was totally expecting um, severe headaches and stuff like that. And I, I didn't have them. And I know a lot of people have, but I just I didn't have the headaches, uh, the withdrawals um, from the caffeine that I was expecting to have. Um, I still had the cravings. I still wanted it. Um, but it was really just a, a choice to just fight through that for the first few days and get past it. 
So you don't feel like that was a huge bummer and you didn't have all the negative side effects you thought you might have? Yeah, not, that, that wasn't my case in, in this scenario. Okay. Okay, so then you got a new motivation. You've listened to the book. Uh, you're, you're, you're mentally uh, stronger and, and prepared for the next cravings that come along. Uh, what happened after that over the next few days? And, and how did those pounds start coming off? Was it like, you know, very, very much the same amount came off every day? Or did you have a few days where nothing came off? Um, h- how did the weight start to come off? At the, at the beginning, it was, it was dropping really quick. Um, sometimes two, three pounds a day at the very beginning. And over time, it uh, slowed down. Uh, a little bit, especially towards the end of uh, that period, I've plateaued out, didn't lose any weight for a few days, and then um, a friend of mine that I go to church with had, had noticed the results, and was we were talking, and he asked me if I'd ever seen a video on Amazon Prime called "The Science of Fasting," and uh, religiously, I you know fast once a month and I just skipped two meals and you know what it's a pain it's hard it's not easy for me I'll just be straight up um you know I, I really look forward to you know ending that fast and he started telling me about some of the science that comes from fasting and what your body and your organs do and I said you know what that sounds exactly what I'm looking for and so I came home that evening and I went and watched it. And again, it's a bunch of German and Russian doctors talking about science. And so you hear the Russian and German in the background, but then the English translation in the foreground. And it blew my mind, the health benefits that came from fasting. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a three-day fast. I'm not going to eat for the next three days. And it was crazy how easy it was. And it was like, because all of that, all that was right on the tip of my tongue, right in my mind. It would just, just been dumped in my mind, all the health benefits. And they just told my wife, you know what? I'm not eating for the next three days. And boom, I dropped uh, like three or four pounds in those three foot. And keep in mind, I had plateaued out and was not losing any weight. And then I went on that fast and dropped like three and a half, four pounds. And uh, it was easy. I could have, I could have done even more. I could have done five days. No problem, but I had a special daddy-daughter date um, that I realized would probably be ruined if I if I didn't go out to eat with my daughter for a special occasion. So anyhow, uh, again, I, I don't get any money recommending these videos, but Amazon Prime, The Science of Fasting, was a fabulous, fabulous video. So again, something that you listened to or watched kind of triggered for you. You did it. And it, it got you off of the plateau. Once you're off of the plateau, did you go just back onto the diet and the drops like you had been and the weight continued to come off? So by this time, I was almost through with my first bottle and I had three back-to-back business trips out of state. And so I just chose to um, take a break for a few weeks to go on these trips because when you're on business trips and you don't have the fresh fruit in your fridge that you can grab instantly because you're in meetings all day and it's like, Hey, we got a half hour break to grab something and then get back in here. I was like, you know what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take the next few weeks off while I'm traveling, but just stay away from the, stay away from the, the sugar, stay away from the Mountain Dew, stay away from the soda pop and um, I mixed back in no refined grains, but just whole grains. 
So my wife, she makes amazing homemade bread. So she made me, you know, some bread. Um, and I mix in small amounts of grains and, um, so a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, carbs in my diet, but mainly vegetables, meats and healthy foods. And I've just maintained that, uh, healthy weight now for the last few weeks. I got one more business trip next week. And then when I get home from that, then it's going to be back to the pounds and inches drops. Um, very, very, very lean, low calorie diet and probably even mix in a three or four day fast during that to try to drop another big chunk of, you know, 20 pounds. That's excellent. And I got to say, uh, what you did in losing the 17 pounds in 21 days and then doing a few weeks of travel and keeping it off to me, that's really an accomplishment because uh, it's really, really difficult to travel, to be out of your rhythm, to be eating out of restaurants, and to not gain weight. So it sounds like you did did really well to do all that traveling and not put any on any weight. Was that difficult? I mean, every day you must have been tempted by restaurant meals and really tasty food. How did you deal with that? It is. And especially when you all of a sudden realize the portion sizes, like I never really thought too much about the portion sizes until all of a sudden this trip and you got to eat and you're like, um, okay, I'll just have, you know, this and you come, and it comes out on your plate and you're like, holy cow, that can feed me for like three meals. Like there's no way I can eat all this. And because I'm traveling and I don't have a fridge that I can put anything, I felt horrible. Like I'm only going to eat like a third of this and send all the rest back. And I got to pay the, the whole meal and stuff. But um, I also found myself, um, uh, we went to Wendy's and instead of getting a, a hamburger with a bun and everything else like that, I had them do it in a lettuce wrap. So they made me my hamburger uh, and just wrapped it in lettuce. And so, you know, I, like I said earlier, I was probably having a little fattier meat than the diet recommends because it is a, you know, patty from uh, Wendy's, but it had the tomato on it and the lettuce and onions and stuff like that. And it was actually really, really good. It was sloppy. It was very messy, but uh, I just find ways to adapt when I just realized these are some foods that the, the refined grains and the sugars stay away from those. Now, in hindsight, there was a little bit of ketchup on my uh, hamburger and I look at it and go, I know that ketchup has some corn syrups in it to sweeten it and stuff like that. So are there things I could be more strict with? Yes, but that's, you know, I, I say it's good enough. It's good enough. I, I know that I'm cutting out the really big bad things and then once in a while, you know, maybe a little bit of barbecue sauce is on that rib, but I try to keep it really light. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not a perfectionist when it comes to sticking to that diet. Yeah, that's great. I mean, literally to, to lose weight rapidly, then go travel, that is an accomplishment to not put anything on. And again, I like that you don't have to be perfect because no one, no one eats a perfect diet. No one want, no one that I know really does want to eat a perfect diet. Those people that do... Uh, really uh, are anomalies, I think. It's very, very difficult in the society. So it's it's comforting to know you were able to go out and do that. And now once you're done with your next business trip, what are you going to do to uh, get back on the rapid weight loss phase? 
So I'll just go back to a uh, very low calorie, very health conscious diet using those pounds and inches drops. I also grabbed that uh, B12 uh, vitamin spray and the DK spray that uh, helps me get some uh, nutrients in my body to, you know, make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm getting enough vitamins in there. It's, it's important to have sub, some type of uh, extra vitamins coming in. I'll do that for probably another three weeks and then slowly back off and add a little bit of whole grains, a little bit of whole grain pastas and, you know, some things and just try to make it a lifestyle change where I just don't go back to the heavy carbs, refined flours and grains and soda pop. You know, it, it was it was a very in this book, the obesity code, they had a thing where, you know, over in Asia, the populations over there have been eating rice, breakfast, lunch and dinner for centuries and they never had a problem with diabetes or anything else like that. And you think, oh, my gosh, they're carbs, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, carbs for, you know, three times a meal. You'd think, oh, my gosh, it's got to be, you know, horrible on your body. But it wasn't until up until, like, I believe it was 1970, only like 1% of the population had diabetes. And now today, almost 13% of the population has diabetes. It's an epidemic over there. It was only because they still kept eating the rice, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But all of a sudden, soda pop was introduced into the culture, and it was the sugars combined with the rice that all of a sudden was unhealthy for them. The rice is fine by itself, but it's when you add the sugars, because now they're drinking down a Coke with their meals, that it was so horrible on their body. So I, I just came to the realization that, you know, hey, it's okay to have some carbs, just don't mix them with the sugars. It's the combinations of some of the things that are devastating to you. And I've been mixing Mountain Dew with lunch and dinner for 25, 30 years. And I realized that that's, that's been my, my big weak spot. It's probably put on a lot of this weight. And if I can stay away from those types of things, then once in a while it would be okay to have a you know, uh, a, a little bit of bread. It'll be okay to have a tortilla with my Mexican meal and some rice and beans and stuff. Just stay away from the Mountain Dew to wash it down. Okay, excellent. And uh, when you're on the, the uh, low-calorie diet during the rapid weight loss phase, how many calories a day are you generally doing? It's probably on the – it's not the 500-calorie one. That one was just – too hard for me. It's probably closer to a thousand. Okay, excellent. And we don't recommend 500, by the way. The minimum we recommend is an 800 calorie diet. Okay. Um, the 500 calorie just doesn't have enough protein. We've had more than one doctor look at that diet and we just disagree with it. I know it's very popular. I know a lot of people have had success with it, but I, I just, no one can convince me that a person won't lose muscle mass with that low amount of protein for three weeks to, to 40 days. So we don't recommend it. I, I think what you're doing at 1,000 calories is perfectly reasonable. You're not putting undue stress on your whole system. Uh, WebMD did, uh, has some good research on low-calorie diets and said they're safe for up to uh, 16 weeks. Uh, but again, they're not considering 500 calories. They're thinking in the 800 uh, to 1,200-calorie range. So it increases the safety 
It's more comfortable. It's more filling. And it has enough protein. So a 1,000 you find works good for you. And you've, you've mentioned protein a couple times and you know cutting down on carbs, especially sugars and protein. So are you, pretty, are you going with a, a pretty uh, high-protein uh, diet with lots of vegetables? Is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I've got a wonderful uh, protein shake that uh, I take that uh, is a meal replacement. A lot of times that's my breakfast. My wife is always finding, you know, chicken, uh, grilled chicken and uh, some fish that uh, is always really good and a nice little salad. Um, And I don't find myself at the end of the meal feeling like I was gypped. I feel like, you know, at the end of the meals, I'm going, you know what? I'm satisfied. I'm sat, and I'm not sluggish afterwards. When a lot of times I'd eat a big, heavy meal, I'd find myself sluggish two, three o'clock in the afternoon, trying to recover from that big meal. Yeah, that's a, it's just a great story, and especially where you're you're eating those lean uh, meats like that and fish and whatnot. Uh, you know, protein is just very satisfying. It's satisfying and filling and. Um, one of the things we teach people, to, and I'll, I'll just say this as a reminder to those who've listened to the show for a while, eat it slowly. Eat it slowly and mindfully. You'll be amazed how much more satisfying food is when you really, really uh, enjoy it and slow down and chew every bite properly instead of trying to scarf it down as fast as you can. And Dave, I imagine that's something you're doing too. I can't, I, I imagine you're, you're, whether consciously or not, you're probably not eating your food real fast when you're eating the smaller calorie meals. You do. It's it's weird that you brought that up because you do find yourself savoring each flavor, each bite of it more. And you and I didn't make it a point to slow down and eat, but I find myself as you bring it up, going, you know what? That's true. I do take more time eating today. Excellent. Well, this has been phenomenal. I, I really can't think of anything else I'd want to ask. Uh, for those people listening, I hope that they've gotten inspiration and great ideas from your story. I mean, t- you know, losing 17 pounds in 21 days is phenomenal. Keeping it off even while traveling is great. And now you're going through another round, which is also a very normal way people do it. It, it, it uh, generally happens that people lose weight in, in steps, not like super consistently in every single day. It's also perfectly normal to have plateaus. I think a lot of people struggle with that. It can be very discouraging when you're doing everything right and you're really trying hard and you're on a reduced, reduced calorie diet to see the weight stop coming off. But you got to realize your body fights almost every change, whether positive or negative. Sometimes your body is just going to cling on to that extra weight because it, it thinks you're going into starvation mode or something. And and um, we have to just continue to fight through those, those stages because there's going to be different stages. You're going to hit plateaus. The way you work through yours is unique. I've never heard of anyone doing a three-day fast. I've heard of a lot of our customers doing some intermittent fasting or eating within eight-hour windows, those types of things. A three-day fast is a new one on me, and I'm surprised you're able to do it uh, so long. So maybe just, uh, I know we've only got a couple minutes here. Let's just touch on that for a minute. Did you drink during that time? Did you eat anything during that time? Or did you, you know, describe this three-day fast for us real quick. Yeah, it was simply water. I did drink water. Um, and I actually felt great and I didn't feel like I was, uh, starving anytime that, uh, I felt like, you know, I'm getting a little bit hungry. 
I would simply just go drink a big glass of water, and within two, three minutes, I didn't have any more uh, hunger desires. And I think I think a lot of it was just the impact of that video, seeing the test results that they had done with rats that they were issuing chemotherapy to, and the the rats that you know had not eaten, had fasted for a prolonged period before they gave the chemotherapy, went right through the chemotherapy and were fine and active and stuff. The ones who had eaten a lot, they gave them the chemotherapy, and only 30% of them lived. 60 wow. 70% of them died, and the ones that did live were almost comatose. And it was just amazing. They showed all these things that I'm going, why don't we here in America teach this? Why doesn't the American Medical Association uh, promote this? And, and you see over in Russia, people go to clinics, like you would go to a weight loss center. They go to clinics to fast, and that these clinics, they just have water, they get massages, they sit in steam rooms, but they have social things to keep people's minds off of food. And, and, and people say, once a year, I come here, and they go through a three-week fast. They fast for 21 days. And uh, then the health benefits, they showed their health benefits. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, you know what? I can do three days. That's no problem at all. And it really was The name of that show one more time? The Science of Fasting. And I only found it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Excellent. Well, Dave, thank you so much. I know you've got another commitment, and I have no more questions. You've covered the topic really, really well. Thanks again for taking the time. Hey, thank you very much, Mr. Sherwin. You have a great day. Thank you, and everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. I would invite you to leave a review, if you would, in the iTunes store. Those are so important to the um, success of our show, if you'd share with others how much you're enjoying the show. And until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks for listening to the Dairobi Health Show. Make sure and check dairobi.com for a free copy of Dave's excellent health book, Formula 7, and enter to win in our free Bottle Friday contest. If you're enjoying the show, leave your review on iTunes. See you next time.